Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson. And me, Molly. Tune in every Thursday for your weekly dose of plant-based news, chat, nutrition and food inspiration. And don't miss our bonus Friday episode called Something for the Weekend. We hope you enjoyed uh, the one that we put out last week that was focusing oh. on festivals. Oh my God, I've got such bad FOMO, Glastonbury. I don't, I don't want to hear the G word right now. No, I don't no. want to hear it. Don't bring it up. I know. I, I literally, it's literally all over my Facebook feed. I just can't um, even, yeah, can't even look at it anymore. I want to be there. Yeah. Although I'm sort of relieved I'm not because it just takes weeks to recover now because I'm yeah. 44. Just can't do it. It takes me weeks to recover, honestly. Yeah. It's hard work. <laughs> Being in a, people that are been there since like Monday I know like what how are you doing that just the walking alone isn't it and you know all of that and and not sleeping well because it's so noisy yeah it sounds like they're gonna have a really rubbish time like I I think they're just gonna have not a fun time at all like I'm actually gonna have the best time of my life doing nothing this weekend (laughs) I'd rather be me Uh, yeah we'll we'll go with that um what today's episode we're going to talk about um what what you know what does healthy really mean because it's so subjective isn't it and you know can you still be healthy if you're eating processed vegan foods because our interview later is with the amazing Zachary Bird who is also known as the vegan butcher yes um and now the vegan baker he's got a new book coming out (gasps) stop has he yes yeah (gasps) Wow, I've got the Vegan Butcher book and it is the grail of our house. Is we it? love it. It's I've not actually like cooked many things from there, but I just love it. You just love looking at it and being Love like... looking at it. Like, oh, I could make that if I wanted to. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Zachary's book, The Vegan Butcher, is um it is what it says in the tin. It's just um loads and loads of different recipes of how to recreate kind of different meats so there's duck there's um you know there's fish there's chicken there's loads and loads of things but using different types of um vegetables um has a really in-depth guide on making different types of seitan he's just so knowledgeable um and the recipes are just incredible it just really recreates those kind of like classics um it ranges from like you know a whole roast duck to sushi to wow. um like a fish pie I think there's um like salami like loads of different types of like cured meats it's just amazing he's so bloody clever I need this um, book in my life May, oh my god do you not have it no oh I know I, get it. I know you need I to do. get it yeah I need you're to not- you're not vegan if you've not got one. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the law. I don't make it up. That's the law. Well, but, I mean, obviously there's, you know, to differentiate, you know, if you're making seitan and, and things from vegetables to look like meat and stuff at home, obviously that's going to be a lot better for you than buying something in the supermarket. But the reason I wanted yeah. to talk about it was because, you know, Zach, Zach, I think he's okay with being called Zach. He, he calls himself Zachary, so I don't want to, like, shorten his name and then yeah. <laughs> offend him. But I like the name Zachary. Well, I, yeah. I like the name I Zachary, like the so name. I'm going to call him Zachary. Yeah, let's stick with Zachary. Um, he, um, you know, he's the sort of first to admit that he's not, you know, the, the healthiest vegan. And he does like eating all these, like, delicious things that we've 
we're lucky enough to have and he gets yeah. trolled so much online but he yeah, has the yeah. best comebacks oh he's so sassy I he love is it. he's really cool um but yeah it's uh it's it's one of those topics isn't it that causes a lot of um debate and there's a, a ton of articles online about it you know oh vegans you know get down off your high horse saying you're so healthy and blah 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 yeah. and actually you're eating all this junk but you know, I think for, to start with, um, not every processed product is created equal. There's obviously yeah. a huge, um, you know, uh, difference between different products. You're going to get some that are really, really high in fat. You're going to get some that are actually not not as processed and they don't have as many ingredients. You're going to get something yeah. that's really loaded in salt. So I think that's the first point to make. And secondly, um you know, if you're eating, say, a vegan burger or a vegan sausage, it is going to be lower in saturated fat than meat. I also saw a, a Joey Carbstrong um, kind of video the other day online. And if you haven't come across him, scroll back through our episodes because we had him on the show. And he's, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. He's he's an ex-gang member yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, he, yeah, he goes out onto the street and does a lot of kind of uh, activism, and um, he was speaking to this woman, and and she basically, long story short, she was saying that you know meat is natural, and vegan burgers are not natural. Well, mm. actually, I think if she saw the process, it's like you know I had this argument with my sister as well about leather, and she was saying it's natural. I was like it's. Oh, or I think I was saying a lot of people, you know, think it's it's a sort of a natural byproduct, and it's so not. It's like the chemicals involved, and it, it's yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And also, it's just like this debate of like what's natural and what isn't natural. Like it's so like it's been exhausted so many times. It's actually quite hypocritical, hypocritical because you know if if you're kind of claiming that oh I'm gonna eat meat because it's natural, it's the same. It's a thing. Um, there's like literal adverts for meat that come out every year saying that, um, you know, get, naturally get your B12 mm. from pork and like animal meats and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, yeah, you could get it naturally, but also we've been humans for the last you know century, we've been creating supplements and things like that to get vitamins and or t- to make clothes, to make, you know, materials from products that aren't necessarily byproducts and, and whatnot and I know what you are saying about leather as well like it's not like oh I'm just gonna take the skin off a cow and it's gonna automatically be you know a lovely jacket like where <laughs> yeah exactly like that's not the process is so much more mm. you know in depth and also I think what isn't talked about a lot is the people that are making these clothes are often in you know really vulnerable poor towns and you know they're often in countries where us in the western world don't have to think about those do you know what I mean Mm. we're so privileged to not to be like oh my god yeah this a jacket is just made from like taking hide off a couch you know what I mean it's like no a lot of the times the chemicals that are made to you know I think I I don't even actually know what goes into leather making because it is quite complex but it's like the it's the high toxins and chemicals that go into the material I think they bleach it don't they or they um or they use this to thicken it they use so much of this certain t- chemical that it just runs into people's vi- in in villages and stuff like that. Yeah. It goes into their water system. You know, it's everywhere. People are dying of cancer because it, the, the toxins are just so intense 
and that's not talked about, you know? No, no. Watch, watch Slay on Water Bear because we had the... Um, the director of that film on the show and yeah. or, or go back and listen to that episode because that was a real eye-opener for me but yeah I mean you know going back to actually like things that we eat there's also the um the the facts when it comes to like what is actually being fed to that animal so yeah. you know these animals I mean I think it's like something ridiculous like 90% of um, meat comes from factory farms, you know, so so yeah. get rid of that view that <laughs> this is all natural because it's not and they're pumped full of antibiotics and everything else. And, you know, if people think that that's not still within these animals when they're yeah. killed and chopped up, like it is. Yeah, it's it's intense. Enough. I was actually in, um, me and my boyfriend went for a drink, I think it was last week or whatever, and we were in um, this pub and I overheard a conversation about someone um, saying, you know, the typical argument was just, well, the amount of land that's now required to grow soy for vegans. And I had to literally, have you seen that meme? And it's that uh. little kid on his computer desk and he's like trying to not, <laughs> he's trying to keep the words and then he's just going red. It's like, Oh. And it's just like, what are you on about? You've just you you've been told this. The amount of land that is required to grow soy isn't for vegans. It's for yeah. it's for cow. It's for yeah. it's for animals. It's to feed the animals that you are then eating. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a cycle. It's the, all the water that's required. You know, it, it's it's not us. It's yeah. not the. You know, I I love it. Again, it comes back down to. Um, I think it was like the January time. Um, I read this article on Bristol Post. It was just this older journalist um, who was saying that um, the January were claiming to have like biggest numbers, um, you know, of signups this year. And he was like doing the maths and it was something like, well, actually, it's only this amount of people. So not many people are vegan. So it's like, OK, so you're also saying on the one hand, not many people are vegan, but also vegans are the reason why you know there's so much like little land and how much water is required it's just like you don't actually know what your argument is yeah yeah it does just doesn't make sense does it it's funny like they always say you know as soon as someone goes vegan all their friends become nutrition experts and it's like but where are you gonna get oh. your protein and your b12 yeah <laughs> i mean a lot you know a lot of these things are actually added to animal feed anyway so you the know soil like the... animals get animals get their b12 not like naturally in convert in Inverted, inverted commas, yeah. Inverted commas um, from the soil, but our soil is fucked. Yeah. It's so bad. Like we, that's a, an issue that people need to be really concerned about. Is if we've got bad soil, we can't grow anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Nothing will grow from you know. We can't rear animals. You know, you can't grow vegetables like because it's it's not healthy. It's not sustainable for life to form and you know because there's lack of good soil animals are then having b12 supplements yeah so you know exactly it's, I'd rather it's just not take natural. it myself rather than have exactly <laughs> it's gone through another being yeah um yeah it's it's a funny one isn't it but i think you know there there are many there are many health benefits to um vegan meats you know they do contain fiber they do contain yeah, vitamins exactly. and minerals and they are much better for you, whether you like it or not, 
than the meat alternatives. Yeah. And a lot lower impact on the planet and no one's had to lose their life. So Exactly. A lot um, of them, you know, the ones that have kind of like, you know, um, like batter around them or kind of say for chicken pieces for example you know if if they've got like a crumb or something like that those are obviously going to be higher in saturated fats but that's like anything do you know what I mean if you've got like frozen birds like chicken dippers I know you can get vegan ones of those as well but like the meat version of those those are still equally going to be high in fat it's just that certain product but if you get kind of like the um I'm on a Dopsu train at the moment. I don't know if any people have heard of Dopsu. Um, they're a vegan meat brand. They are so great, really high in protein. They're just kind of like, they do beef, um, obviously vegan beef, chicken. I hate that I still have to explain that I know, I'm eating vegan I think you're in a safe place here. You can just yeah. say beef and chicken and everyone knows what you're on about. Yeah, Their but definitely Dopsu lovely, really nice. Love them. And low in saturated fats, high in protein think they're a good source of fiber as well yummy well keep listening for Zachary Bird he's uh he he admits to not being you know Mr Healthy all the time um but he loves his food and I love watching him love his food and he's you know he's just yeah he's just a massive foodie and he loves cooking and it's it's that passion that kind of really um has obviously got him so many followers along with his yeah. um, his brilliant he's humor. also hilarious yeah exactly he is <laughs> have a listen got my cup of coffee and are you are you have you got a glass of red wine I am nursing yeah. a glass of red wine. You don't get me on a chat at 7pm without <laughs> a, a friend on my end. I love that. Yeah, well, it's it's 10 o'clock here in the morning. So okay, that's respectful. You, you think it's I could do wine at 10am? I think culturally it'd be inappropriate for you not to lean into <laughs> to where I'm from. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I've been doing podcasts um, across the UK and Australian connection for many a year and it's always me with a glass of red wine <laughs> and someone with their morning coffee and I love it. I think everyone in the UK would just think I am a smashing good time 24-7 and they wouldn't be wrong. No, they wouldn't be. <laughs> well, I was just saying off air as it were that um, I do feel like I know you because I'm always watching your video every day and just laughing to myself I mean how long have you been doing it now well it's a different uh answer if you're asking about videos because it's only in the pandemic that I ever put my face to the internet but I've been doing it for about five or six years before that as some sort of phantom of the opera an anonymous um Zachary Bird but now I come out of the shadows (laughs) (laughs) well thank god you have because you're just brilliant you're like a a ray of uh, a ray of sunshine to us all oh thank you who would have known that people there was an intersection between spinning spinning around your iphone attached to a ceiling fan and vegan humor i I just i'm very grateful that the community seems to enjoy those two things because they're all i can do (laughs) (laughs) well let's talk trolls so you get so much you know this is what i love so you get so much backlash don't you online from from the non-vegans they they can't seem to handle it when you're eating unhealthy food or food that looks like it's made to look like meat because obviously you know you're the vegan butcher aren't you what's one of the titles of one of your books and also Mm. um, vegan junk food so I mean I just love the way you kind of turn it on its head and and kind of have a bit of fun with it 
Yeah, well, I mean, people. I've learned from years and years. I mean, for those uh, faceless years, I, I was spruiking juices and smoothie bowls like like the next um, healthy food blogger, and you still get the hate comments. So uh, I think once you get to know that, you're like, oh, people are going to find a problem anyway. I'm not going to be pre- uh, pretend, um, and I'm going to go eat the food that I want. If the ha- comments are coming, I'm going to be fabulous regardless. Yeah. And they do nitpack it, whatever you do. I've been told, you know, vegan food is simultaneously too bland and boring and it's also too deep fried and there's way too much chili and excitement. So, I mean, I've spent a lot of time as Schrodinger's vegan, uh, being both too healthy and boring and um, the face of, of everything that's wrong <laughs> with the diet as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's all about balance, isn't it? Um yeah. <laughs> why do you why do you think it is that people because you know if someone pe- posts a picture of their steak and chips no one's like oh well that's you know full of saturated fat or anything like that they're just like oh nice steak mate or whatever but when a vegan does it it's it's really triggering why do you think people just can't can't cope with vegans eating unhealthy food are we, are we all supposed to be you know like you say should we all be living on these green smoothies and things in their minds? I can confidently tell you that we should not be living on the green smoothies only. Um, I like to call it um, confident ignorance. And there's a point that you see of all of these trolls on the internet where it's more them airing out their misunderstanding of something than really attacking something. So when they go, oh, why would a vegan eat this? I'm like, well, that exact phrase could have been entered into Google and you'd have a much more succinct answer than whatever sassy thing I'm about to tell you. But like it's clearly them coming to terms with the idea that they think that they, they they might have an outdated idea of veganism being, you know, this granola hippie diet or that it's for plant-based uh, whole food dieters who just want to run the next New York City marathon. And instead of sort of taking the time to go, well, why is this vegan person so proudly showing this meat off and maybe having a, a moment of, of self-reflection. No, the internet was not made for self-reflection. It was made for very loudly shouting the first thought that comes into your head. And quite often that thought is is what you've said. Why would you be eating this? What the hell is this about? Um, but I think it really goes to show that there's a lot of work to do still of dispelling the idea of what veganism can be. And that's why I am the junk food um, guy and I'm the butcher and the baker because People know what veganism is now. They've heard of it, but they need to know that it can look like a lot of different things depending on what kind of vegan you might be. Yeah, definitely. What are some of your favorite things to cook then um, that are kind of like meat replacements or, you know, fish, things like that? Well, see, as the author of The Vegan Butcher, I, I am aware of the wide and diverse uh, lot of replacements. So it's very hard to pick. I mean, I do come back to, I guess, what you'd call the vegan staples of I froth over a block of tofu. I, I can tell you exactly, I think there's two-thirds of a block of tofu in my fridge right now waiting for me. Like, I've always got that encyclopedic knowledge. <laughs> um, so, but I think I, I think I, one of the great things about my job is I get to be on a, a bit of a constant food adventure so whenever I do get a favorite new dish, it's my job to sort of master it, find out how to explain it to everyone, and then forge forth into the next one. So 
the answer to this changes every uh, 30 minutes, I'd say. <laughs> every 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking about food adventures, we were just saying you um, off camera again that you've just got back from Southeast Asia and it looked amazing. Oh, my God, I was literally drooling. I was almost about to unfollow you because it just looked so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was... So you're going to say book a, a book a flight? No. That, that wouldn't have served anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, I can't. Uh, I can't afford a flight over there. It's quite a long way from here. I, to be fair, and that's the privilege about Australia. I mean, you guys have Europe, but we do have Asia yeah. just at the doorstep. Yeah, yeah, which is like amazing for vegans, like you were saying. There's so much food there. The vegans. I mean, Melbourne's you know a champion for vegan movement uh, and vegan food, and it looks like a deserted slum wasteland with with like those little hay bales going by, uh, sorry, um, tumbleweed going by, when you step into Southeast Asia and just have that intersection of cultures that have traditionally vegan food throughout. I mean, if you go to these countries with really high Buddhist population, you know, I'm not having to go around explain what veganism is. It's ingrained in the culture already. These cultures have been... Um, sort of given a lot of opportunity by people coming to uh, with vegan food tourism to share their food and have more opportunity to um, grow the movement in their own country. So now when you head to Thailand or Indonesia or Vietnam, it is a wealthy landscape of delicious food and, and really cool people spreading um, the, the vegan message in their own way. What was one of your favourite dishes out there? I know that's a hard question. Oh, no, it's not. I am ruthless. I'm always, I'm a vegan. I'm always judging. So I've got an answer for you. My, <laughs> my, um, my job um, when I go to a new country is to like pick one dish and try and order it as many times. So for example, in Thailand, I ordered, you know, 16 pad thais just so I can, you know, really understand how everyone does it differently. And, you know, you get a really rich opinion. Um, so pad thai, I think, as a collective, I have I've, I've seen the the world of pad thai, but um, it's called ban um, ban chow ban cheo. God, no, cut cut that. No, no, no one trusts what I'm saying. But um, <laughs> it's this beautiful Vietnamese savory pancake, and I think it's my new favorite. So that's something I hadn't ever had before, um, and I've definitely taken away with me. So that's that's my top pick. Oh, I love savory pancakes. Oh, and then you rip, and then you put it in like the rice paper roll. So it's got all those fresh flavors and sambal and chili, but with this incredibly savory turmeric like crepe with all of these like vegan fish cake and little faux meats embedded in it. Like, oh, oh my god, I can't even do it justice. So um, gosh. but I hope I can. It's my job to try and do it as many times until I do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you researching for a new cookbook doing this? I've actually just finished. Uh, we've just uh, yesterday. I got the first copy of my next cookbook, so I can tell you, I'm not looking to write anything anytime soon. <laughs> I'm just, um, yeah, making content for for the world and social media and, yeah. and the internet in general. So, what's your latest cookbook then? Is that well, we had the vegan baker, and we're about to enter our new era. I kind of consider myself the Lady Gaga of veganism, where you know, you know, is he Joanne? Is he an art pop? And so, get ready. Um, little monsters because we're, we're entering the vegan baker. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. I can't wait to see it. When can, when will we be able to see it? Uh, in the UK, I think you guys have the first release date of the whole world, which is September 28th. Amazing. Okay. Not too long. Get to ready for that. It is, uh, we've got the vegan butcher, the vegan baker. I'm not sure I'll do the vegan candlestick maker, but <laughs> I, I will not rest until there is 
So there's like a, I feel like a, a drag queen. I'm like putting on a little costume for every single book I write. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I almost said to you, can we wear glitter for this? I oh, just... I would love. <laughs> <laughs> I just really would it go to with my of... hat though. No, Maybe it should have no. a glitter version of my hat. Yeah, like a frosted a snow, but it's glitter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, we're kind of coming into festival season in the UK and I'm just like yeah I've got my eco glitter at the ready just sort of desperate to get out there and sort of party in a field but obviously yeah, yeah I just you're... caught up with um, Tash Peterson yesterday who's vegan booty from Australia she's about to head across to vegan camp out UK oh, so we're amazing. all feeling very jealous over uh, on this side of the world I'm going so I need to look oh. them up oh you must you must. what a lineup. Can My you not God. come? Oh, I'd love to. Oh, one, one day they'll put me on the stage. Yeah. I'll they wait need to you to. from there. Yeah, <laughs> they need to do that. We need to sort that out. We need to manifest that for next year, Zachary. Yeah, I'll do like a drag performance where it's like the vegan butcher reveal, he's the vegan baker reveal, <laughs> reveal. <laughs> the hat goes flying. <laughs> I love it. Well, tell us, tell us a few things about the um, the vegan baker. Then, what's what's in that book, and what things have you been working on? Well, I try and just kind of systemically go through, you know, what 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 would a vegan who doesn't read normal baking cookbooks, so you can't go to patisserie school, you know, what's that wealth of knowledge that you probably missed out on? And I do like to travel the world a bit through my books. So you've got the classics, you know, you got hot cross buns, you got your sourdoughs, you've got your um, you bloody God, there's so many Yorkshire pud. You've got your toad in a hole. I'm trying to think of all the, the UK-related things I could mention. <laughs> yeah. But then we've got really cool sort of things around the world. So you've got kachapuri, which is Georgian cheese bread in little boats, essentially. And there's a recipe for a vegan egg yolk that sits in the middle of it. I would sit chives all over the top. And um, so, you know, it does oscillate between, you know, things that your mum would make for you that you just you know, really want the right version of a vegan rice pudding or something like that. And those big spectacular three-day recipes like a croissant or a, a creme de monde croffin or something like that, they're all in the book. That sounds so good. Did you, did you like train as a chef or anything? What did you do? Like when did you go vegan and, how, you know, when did you get sort of get into cooking? Well, going vegan was essentially my training because I went vegan just about 10 years ago now. So, um, I mean, that was the era where, I mean, the soy cheese in the supermarket had animal rennet in it still anyway. So I didn't really have a relationship with food until I went vegan. And all of a sudden, you couldn't just take for granted that food that you might like would be on the shelf. And if it, you didn't want food to suck at the time, yeah. you had to figure out how to make it yourself. And uh, a lot of my friends who were in a similar position you know, you talk about going to culinary school and you know that you have to learn how to cut meat and whatnot, and I sort of hardline that. And, um, yeah, it probably took me a lot longer to get the skills that I needed by uh, becoming a private chef, doing private catering, teaching classes, doing classes, um, until we get to a place where a young vegan chef can go get training somewhere without having to participate in the killing of an animal. Um, it's been a, a long journey of people like me kind of gleam those skills from everywhere else so it's yeah. a lot of trial and error for sure yeah this is it yeah I've had people on um the podcast actually who are sort of classically trained and and they had mm -hmm. to go through that whole sort of thing of you know gutting fish and sort of ripping feathers yeah, off I birds and it's just horrible myself, 
And it's so ironic because I went on to become the vegan butcher. So it really does sound like I've, I've come from a history of gutting fish. But I've never gutted a fish in my life. And I'm, I'm shock horror on um, this podcast, but I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty bloody proud of that. I'd like to keep it that way. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, we're quite lucky, aren't we? I think there are places, certainly in the UK now, where you can train. They've definitely started to pop up in, you know, that that generation that had to teach themselves or find those old vegetarian cookbooks from the 90s have got their skills up where you can now go and get formal training, which is just incredible. And it, it, it's going to be a real whirlwind of uh, like a second wind of um, vegan foodies coming out very soon, I guess, when they've all finished their training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> there's There's been a lot in the um, media in the UK, certainly, about um, the vegan bubble sort of bursting and certainly with, you know, because we had so many kind of of the, the fake meats, of whatever you want to call them, um, and the cheeses and all the products kind of hitting the supermarkets and the market becoming a bit saturated. And then, you know, now some companies are starting to sort of withdraw their vegan versions of things because there's just, you know, they're just not selling enough of them is that something yeah. that you recognize over in australia i did well i mean hospitality in australia is going through a massive struggle and there is a vegan place basically closing every day but i think it's a bit ridiculous to sort of um specify that to something that only would happen in the vegan movement i mean in australia specifically every hospital venue is struggling and it's just um it's sad that if you are in your little vegan bubble, that it does feel like they're all vegan places. Yeah. And um, as for what's going in the UK, it's an important part of any new market. I've just gone back from Thailand where they've legalised marijuana. And, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, there's – you can go and there's five weed shops next to each other um, and it doesn't make any economic sense. And I'm sure in a year four of those places will close. But any market that's not had an ability to have a big share has that – uh, massive growth and then we get to sort of as a community pick those products that will be mainstays it's a it's a sad thing to see in real time when you see some products being removed but this is how we sort of have an evolution of our products and we you know we vote with our dollar and we will improve the vegan products through this process and only the ones that really rock will stay and the market will continue to grow again I'm sure you just you just nailed that you talk so much sense I think you need to like I don't know, run run the UK newspaper, <laughs> become prime minister. <laughs> Quote me on it. Well, see, I used to, but before the um, before the cookbooks, my primary job was a was as a like a commercial plant based meat developer. So that creating right. those products that went into the supermarket, and that's why I am the vegan butcher. I am actually qualified to be the vegan butcher. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it, and it was, you know, you see um, products come and go and. Uh, I kind of went in with a very simple little, I want to make vegan food for as many vegans. And I got that smacked out of me on my first day where they said, you know, 95% of the people buying this aren't vegan. So, you know, the meatless Monday is of the world. And that's really cool, actually, because we're fighting for space on the market, on, on the shelf. This time five years ago, we didn't even have a vegan section in, in the in the butcher part of the supermarket. Yeah. And soon all these products will compete with each other and they'll become cheaper than meat and then there'll be some that have the nutrition you want some that have the flavor you want and this is a, a the way that it was described to me made me really excited for this 
what I look at as an evolution and a bit of a survival of the fittest when we're in this yeah. new stage really means we're going to be able to compete with real meat on flavor, nutrition, and price very soon. And then yeah. where will they go? What leg will they stand on? Pretty. A leg that they stole from a dead lamb, probably. They love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> does it um, Does it? <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry. It's all right. Have a sip of yeah. wine. <laughs> <laughs> I think the wine might be leading me to the tears. <laughs> does it um does it ever get you down like with people trolling you online or do you just do you literally just just you know uh what's the saying uh, uh, it uh, shake it off yeah. yeah yeah um i don't think there is a black and white answer to that i mean i mean truth be told, like obviously getting like aggressive hate comments i don't like i don't care like how confident how sassy the next video is any human being um would is affected by that and i really hate the sentiment when people say don't read the hate comments because a that's victim blaming and b i can't see the good comments unless i scroll through them all like yeah. i didn't like like they, like that that's that's a shitty way to take it i think and so um yeah I, I do i do get affected by them especially when they're not about my food or about the platform i'm standing on and it's more of a personal thing about my appearance or who I am as a person but in the same coin screw all that I love it I genuinely as the clapback king I think I've had this argument so many the same argument so many times that I don't if we are talking about veganism or the 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 health of it or the ethics of it I've had this argument for 10 years and I'm sure if I heard a really good reason not to be vegan it would come at me by now but I've instead developed really good responses to all the silly reasons that don't exist so um i now choose to see a lot of those hate comments as a great way to spread my message further which is why you don't catch me getting into little fights with some person trying to be mean you get me screenshotting them sassing them and 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 getting that um clarifying moment of their misinformation or their hate instead weaponizing that for the message that I'm trying to spend, that feels really good and it feels like I reclaim the shitty energy they try to put on my on my content. Yeah. It's, you do it so well. That's so clever. I uh yeah. And anyone who's not following you needs to go and That's check out true. all your channels because um <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> it's just That's brilliant. true. <laughs> well thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to us you you really need to run this podcast have you not got your own podcast no i used to host um uh, in, in 2020 i was the food editor for plant-based news um so i would do all of their like which is why i was like all i've done is talk to the uk and i'm very yeah. used to the time i used to do 3 a.m every every chat was 3 a.m Wow. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just haven't really, there's so many platforms to be on these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every day there's something new. I know we've just started posting clips to TikTok. We're like, TikTok. <laughs> oh God. I do not want to be a TikTok. I don't care. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get the children. I really, I, 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 I it's not me. It's the children who are wrong. But honestly, <laughs> if I hear another, I, we come back to the um, confidently incorrect. If I hear another 19 year old make a three minute video where they just so confidently share 
like a, a lack of nuanced opinion and then 400,000 children go, yeah, yeah, love ya. Like, this is not the media we need to be building in the world. <laughs> That's so true. I know. Oh, it kills me. Yeah. I'm well, like, I'm sorry. What, what happened to, when I was your age, it was like, what's the source? What's the source <laughs> of that info? And you know what? When it comes to trolls or TikTok children, asking for source material is a great way to shut down a lot of anti-vegan nonsense. You know, like, yeah. I'd just love to hear any any scientific data on that or have you never looked into it? Yeah. Uh, any evidence at all? It. Nah. Yeah, you haven't Googled that? You haven't Googled... There's a great little thing. It's called let me Google that for you. And you put in the query and it shows them how to type it exactly into Google to press <laughs> it. So it's so good. It's so Brilliant. good if someone asks you that question and be like, reflect. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look that up. It's a scary world, isn't it, that we're living in, really, that people have these platforms and they can just say what they want and everyone just oh, I do. Well, that's my favourite thing. Whenever I get on a podcast, people go, wow, you've got, you know, you've got a good amount of TikTok followers. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I went back to speak at my high school and they were like, Zachary's got 50,000 TikTok followers. I'm like, you cannot say that to a group of 16-year-olds. <laughs> I know that 11 of them have triple that and from, like, <laughs> like a skateboarding accident video or something. I was like, you can't, like, that's not the flex to this community that you think it is. <laughs> no. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I'm a cookbook author, I'm an old man, and you can go get my things in the library. Um, in... <laughs> oh, Zach, I love you so much. I'm so I've had really a delightful your... chat. Yeah, you've really um, kicked off my day really nicely. And uh, I've just, and yeah. you nightcap mine gorgeously. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had your tea Thank yet? You. Uh, I've been nibbling. And we're in that recipe development thing, so I can never allow myself to finish eating or else I will not work anymore today. <laughs> 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 oh, well, have a lovely evening. And thank you. Ever so I'll let you know how my um, Bali salad goes. So look out for the yeah. video, I'm sure. Yes, I'll definitely look out for that and try and recreate it. But as always, please do share this episode on your socials so that other people can have a listen and enjoy um, Zachary Bird. And, you know, let us know what healthy means to you. Email us simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk. We'd also love you forever if you left us a review on your platform of choice and headed over to patreon.com to sign up from just £2 a month. And you can also try and issue a Vegan Food Living magazine for just 99p when you visit veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast.